Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hi, this is just a little disclaimer. So as I was recording this episode for you this week, there were some roadworks or drain pipe work being done outside a house. And even though I'm hiding in my little um, walk-in wardrobe, on the other end of the house, I could still hear as I was recording these loud thumping noises. Now, I don't normally re edit or edit anything. I like to record these episodes very uh, candidly, very raw, like a conversation between you and I. But I have done a little bit work on this episode and I just hope that on your end it isn't as annoyingly loud as it was on my end and that overall the sound is okay. But if it's not, apologies in advance. All right, here's this week's episode. Hello, beautiful light beam. Welcome back to this week's episode on the Soul-Led Spirit-Driven Podcast. I am as always delighted that you can join me, that you are giving up half an hour of your time to come and spend it here with me. So as always, I will do my best to make this episode worth a while. This week actually I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about Claire's you know psychic abilities but I want to talk about it in a way that um, you will see how those abilities can be used to work on a project, start a business, get a business going. You know, the more practical businessy stuff. And here's why. Okay, so for once, Liberato is launching soon. Oh, actually, we're starting soon. Actually, if you're listening to this episode as it has just come out on Friday, we probably have another good week to go before doors close for good to Liberato Online, Liberato the Apprentice. So yes, that kind of motivates me to talk about psychic abilities. But more than that, I want to talk about it in this particular way because often when I mention psychic abilities, psychic senses, you know, clairvoyance, I feel like perhaps some of you who hmm, 
belief that, well, I'm here to be a lawyer or an artist or a teacher. You know, I'm not really here to be a psychic. So this probably doesn't apply to me. And you may skip some really crucial and important information that applies actually to you too. And while we talked about class and psychic abilities in many ways, in many episodes, um, at many different occasions, I actually really want to show you in today's episode how these multi-senses that we all have can actually help you in whatever area of life, industry, you're you know in whatever you do for a living your work your quality of life will become so much better so much more potent so what i'm going to do in this episode is actually share with you something that um i don't usually share <laughs> it's actually the back end or the behind the scenes of my business. Because I really do see what I do as my life's work. I don't see it as this separate entity that is my business. I mean, I've had businesses before. Some of you may know that I used to um, teach lash extensions. And then I was a coach for the beauty industry. And before that, I did eyelashes. And before that, I also had a little um, knitwear label and so many more. We could go back really to the age of seven, (laughs) but we don't have the time. And that always felt like something separate from me, like that was a separate business. But With this, it really feels like my life's work. And so I don't, well, I'm also not a business coach really anymore here. So there's really no need for me to share the ins and outs that you don't really see. The painful, um, frustrating things when technology doesn't work or you know, <laughs> when something takes much longer than it should, when there's a learning curve and working out how emails work, you know, mailing lists, when we spend here very, very long hours preparing something that on the forefront is a mere hour. So I never talk about this, but today we are going to talk about it because I want you to see how this new extension to, for the sake of this episode, let's say my business, is coming together through me using my psychic abilities. Now, I'm going to use the word psychic abilities, which I don't actually usually like to use because, again, it turns people off who believe that they are not psychic, who believe they're not here to work in the spiritual arena. By the way, I'm currently sitting in my walk-in wardrobe as I'm recording this, and um, I I feel there is a spirit here, and I don't mean like a spirit, like my astral team, but... Um, someone who hasn't crossed over when they were supposed to cross over uh 
because just to give you a little bit of a background in case I haven't said this before, I have this um, sort of shelf that has these cubes, you know, those shelves, Ikea shelf kind of things in the walk-in wardrobe and there are my cards and my yarn and sometimes when I'm sitting here not touching anything, not moving, just recording an episode for you, randomly a yarn will just out of nowhere fall down. Um, and just as I was talking here to you, I could see in the corner of my eye uh, in the bathroom that's right here next to me, the ensuite, <laughs> um, an empty box from toothpaste just moved ever so slightly. But I have a feeling this isn't a bad uh, spirit that's trying to scare me or maybe get my attention. Anyways, I digress. Let's come back to this. So for the purpose of this episode, we'll call it psychic abilities as opposed to soul senses or anything like that, just so you get this full picture. Okay, so I have added a little addition to uh, my business, a product line, um, if you can call it that, a beautiful um, candles, especially mother candles. And this this is not going to be particularly about the candles themselves, but the process of how this came together. Because you might be right now sitting on an idea, trying to put it out there into the physical world and somehow something is kind of holding you back. Perhaps you feel scared, overwhelmed, not sure where and how to put it all together. Maybe you have started a business already and you've kind of hit plateau and you're not moving the needle in your business. So if you're here, I believe that you know that you are a spiritual psychic being. I believe that you know that you have um, abilities that are psychic or that are beyond the physical senses, such as clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, clairaudience, which is clear hearing, clear sentient, which is clear feeling or sensing, and clear cognizance, which is clear knowing. Now, there are a few more, but these are the ones that I guess we are going to stumble upon first and foremost, and these are the ones that I use a lot. When I say use a lot, they just appear to be strong, although clear cognizance isn't as strong, but it's still in the group. It's certainly more common for me than clear alien, which is um, smelling, or clear gusto, which is tasting. So you have those abilities as well. We all have, to a degree. Now, some of us are born in a lineage of psychic people. You're born with the gift, and it's a matter of whether it was nurtured or shut down. We all, though, whether you are born or whether you discover it after an awakening, we all have these abilities, these senses. But for some, certain are stronger than others. Some or all are more dominant and some or all are dormant till we reactivate them. And basically through remembering that we can do it. So with the 
soul senses, with these psychic abilities, it's very much like with your human senses. You're born, let's say, with uh, the ability to see, hear, taste, um, touch, right, smell. But some people hear better. They might really pick up on sounds or tunes or notes and maybe that's why they somehow ended up being a musician or compositor. Some have a really strong sense of smell. Maybe that's why they are some perfume, you know, <sighs> creators or chefs because they can smell the food, the ingredients, you know. But just because you don't hear those finer notes, it doesn't mean that you can't use your sense of hearing, right? You still use it. And the same is with your soul senses, with all these clairs. You can use them because you have them. Will they all be strong for you? I don't know. Will they all be active right now as I am telling you this? I don't know. But don't you think it's worth finding out? Hmm, okay, so let's come back to me and my story. And I hope that you really will see just um, how you can use your senses versus just your analytical mind. And for the record, I have nothing against using structures and systems and your left brain and your to-do lists, right? I have to-do lists. But here's the thing. As a psychic slash spiritual being, if you have never used your senses, these so-called psychic abilities, then you really should open them up and use them and see what they can do for you. And when you get the hang of it and you feel really comfortable with how messages, how guidance, how ideas are coming through these senses, how your higher self, aka your soul, is communicating with you, the human, then if you add the analytical human stuff of structures and systems, I mean, you'll be unstoppable, right? So... Here we are. So I was very drawn for a while to um, add some sort of product to my, let's say, business, my brand. But I didn't want to do something that would make sense in a sense that, well, every psychic person or spiritual person writes books. So that seems like the next step. And I don't feel like I'm ready for that yet or cards, or journal. And so I was kind of sitting with it, because every time I started to think about it, it sort of became a bit of a, I was getting um, too much in my head, and so it became something that was overwhelming, exhausting, I was overthinking, overanalyzing it, so I sort of let it go, and things were happening. So then recently, I felt like the dust has settled from a move, a big move, and I found myself again thinking about adding something. Now, here's the part. Let me give you contrast. If I wanted 
to approach it from the human perspective using my left brain, right? Um, I would sit down pen and paper. I would perhaps look up what products are selling well for spiritual people. You know, is it crystals? Is it oils? Is it some sprays? Is it cards? Is it journals? Right? Like I would have made a list. I would have done my research. I would have perhaps spoken to a few people. And I basically from that would have had a short list, a point of um, entry, I guess. Now, here is the thing. When you solely work with your left brain, you know, using your analytical mind, you may ask 10 people what they think, perhaps for their opinion, their expert advice. But you are going to always be limited to the number of people you've asked, their experiences, their knowledge, their wisdom. You will be limited to how much time you have and how many videos or content can you consume, all right? It's very linear and limiting. You can only do so much research in a day, only so much um so many questions that you can ask so many people. So working with your analytical mind only is working from a limited pattern. You are working to a limiting model. Because your mind will show you perhaps experiences from your past, failed experiences that may discourage you. So again, you're limiting yourself. When we hit overwhelm or this fear, it's because we were sitting so much in our ego, using our analytical mind, we allowed them to speak so loudly over the top and put us in a limiting pattern. Fear, doubt, overwhelm, right? Scarcity. So now we have that on the left side using our analytical mind. And now on the right side, here I am using my soul senses, my psychic abilities that remember you also have these clairs, these soul senses. So whenever I was hitting this sort of, well, what should I do? What should I do? I simply asked my guides in meditation. I cannot remember whether the answer or a answer came straight away. I cannot remember whether I saw anything, whether I heard anything. But what I do remember is that through my clear sentient, I felt this sense of peace and hopefulness that I don't need to worry. Everything is going to fall into place. Just got to give it time and be patient. I felt this. I felt at peace. And then all of a sudden, we're making candles. We're making candles for ourselves. And I don't want to go into a long story of why and stuff. But I love candles. Okay, I love a lot of candles. And since moving, I cannot get the candles from my regular beautiful candle dealer. <laughs> Let's call it that. Because it would cost me so much. And then I would have to research some other ones. So let's just say I love a lot of candles. I've always loved candles. And 
somehow we decided let's combine it with a homeschool project. But in this moment, as we're making these candles, two things become clear to me. Number one, wow, I'm really enjoying the process of making candles. Almost as much as lighting one. There's something meditative about the process. Number two, I think this is how my astral team is letting me know this is the product. Hmm. So I started thinking. And here is why. Like, How do you know in this moment that this is coming from your, your team and not just, you know, wishful thinking or something? Okay, so I can only speak from my own experience, but I hope it will be um, a good starting point for you. When you, though... Tune into your abilities more, your, you know, your psychic abilities, your clairs, and you start experiencing messages from your guides, from your higher self, through these clairs, you will be able to discern between what are your thoughts, like what comes from your ego, and what is coming as guidance from them, okay? For me, it was something like this. If I sit down and with my pen and paper and decided to think strategically about this product that I want to add, well, <laughs> candles wouldn't have made the list at all. I would probably not have even considered <laughs> because even before I started making them, I knew that making candles requires a lot of patience, trial and error, accuracy. There's maths, there's science and chemistry involved. You have to get the right temperatures all the time. You have to do things for a particular length of time. It's so tedious to me. Like if someone would have said, if, if, if I had a business coach and they would say, you know, candles are a thing right now. Why don't you make candles? Here are the things that you need to consider, you know, weighing the wax and making sure the temperature is right and, you know, you, you have to stir it and you let it cool off and then you got to add this and you got to add that. <laughs> and then you put them in a mold and then you got to test them and you got to test them again with different wigs and different shapes and different colors. Hmm. Can I just tell you, I would have just been like, nah, this is too hard. I would not even consider this. So this is how I knew, because if my analytical mind would have seen this, candles, and I would have thought, nah, I know they're trending or whatever, but I'm not interested, because that is not me. Science and maths, ugh. <laughs> I wouldn't even have given it a go, okay? So I would never have seen for myself how actually satisfying it can be, how meditative the process is. I would have rejected it straight away. Do you see how... Um, the analytical mind keeps you in a limited pattern. It doesn't allow you really to try something new because it convinces you that, well, we don't like science, we don't like maths, we don't like to, you know, be very accurate, we're not very patient like that. So that's not for us, rejection, okay? But here, somehow this pops up. All right, so now we've got this sort of inkling that, huh, 
I feel like I really, really like making candles. It's a really nice process. So then I asked my guides, if I was adding candles to my repertoire, how do I go about, what do I do? Where do I start? Because it feels like there's so many different uh, businesses, candle businesses out there already and some are focusing on A and others are focusing on B and some have 10 different colors and some have just one or no color but they're focusing on you know scents. How do I even know what, how do I fit into this? What do I do? Again, I could have sat down with my analytical mind, my pen and paper and written out a list or asked people, right? But I've asked my guides and again, maybe I had the feeling, maybe I saw images of um, how I light candles and when, uh, you know, that for me, lighting a candle is associated with rituals and these are big rituals and as my 14-year-old daughter made me aware, little rituals, right, like Sunday brunch when you have, you know, lovely croissant and a nice coffee or bubbles. And you might have uh, your favorite candle, right? With some maybe pina colada or iced coffee. So I was reminded in my meditation when I connected with my guides and asked them about like how do I work this into what I'm already all about and I saw rituals. Hmm, this doesn't really help me. But here's the other thing. A couple of days later, a friend we're having a chat and I mentioned the candles and it's so exciting. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then she says, guess what I'm doing? I am going to be running my first circles. And so we started talking about this. And then I mentioned the mother candle. Do you have one? You know, what, what, what's your mother candle like? Turns out my friend had no idea, has never heard of a mother candle. So I tell her what I know from my friends and clients who run circles, who do blessing ways, who are doulas. And I said to her, I think the candle that you get as your mother candle should be a little bit more special. I don't think it should be just a random Kmart candle. No offense, Kmart. <laughs> And so we got to talking and somehow she asked whether as part of me making candles for us, I would make her a candle that would be her mother candle. I felt, of course, very honored. It was very, a very special, uh, dear project. But do you see how my guides brought me this beautiful friend, this soul, and we have this conversation and she didn't know about the mother candle, asks me to do it. Something that, again, if I sat down with my list, my analytical mind, I would not have thought of a mother candle as my, you know, thing because, well, while I have a very special candle that now I know is, I guess, the uh, casual <laughs> sister of a mother candle 
you know, it's, 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 I guess, like a mother candle, minus the ritual, minus the intentions, minus the extra special care that a mother candle gets. But I, I, I just never had a mother candle. I knew of them from my beautiful clients and friends and from the few circles that I've participated in. So again, my analytical mind may have come up with great sense or perhaps, you know, great um, color choices or, you know, use this jack because this one's really pretty or this candle business is using, you know, pearl jars so use a pearl jack because they're super cute. <laughs> you know, this is trending, that's trending, this is selling well. But never in a million years, I promise you, would I have ever thought of mother candles. Again, limiting pattern. And here this popped up. Now, I have done this so long that I know a sign from my guides before it smacks me in the head. So I knew, wow, to be gifted this assignment to do a mother candle for a friend, that is a sign and of course, I put extra care and effort into it. I placed a little crystal into the candle so that when the candle's journey has finished with my friend, my friend would have a little crystal, little candle's heart that would stay with them as a keepsake. So I've put extra thought and care and I enjoyed the process so much. So here we are now. I'm kind of getting like this feeling, okay, mother candles, rituals, okay. The picture is coming together. Again, I would like to bring your attention to the fact that this did not happen in one brainstorming session. I didn't have clarity after my first, you know, meditation with my guides. I didn't know everything about a business but what I got each time is this sense of trust just trust just be patient it's all coming together there is a journey unfolding and just take one step at a time and so we now have candles we have mother candle and now the next thing is, well, how and what and where? Should they be in jars? Should they have color? Should they have scents, different scents? Should people be able to choose? Holy moly, it was getting really, really overwhelming. And I could see my analytical mind is trying to take over and overwhelm me and scare me. But I've been doing this again a long time. So... I could snap out of it quickly. Hang on a minute, Kasha. You are sitting in your ego. You need to drop into your heart space. Connect with your guides. And again, in this meditation, I was asking them, like, how do I create a range or collection of these mother candles? I mean, I knew at that stage a little bit about mother candles, but I was sort of wondering, are there any set in stone rules as to a mother candle ought to have this and that, but cannot have this and that? And then I realized, well, some people buy them literally at Kmart in a jar or a pillar. Hmm. 
my friend loved her candle and I loved the idea of a pillar candle. So this is all happening in my meditation, right? I'm being shown this journey, these smells, memories from childhood. It's like I was taken on a journey. If you can find this scent, that would be so amazing because the way this scent makes you feel and the memories that are coming up for you, that's what someone else will experience. And then I was showing images and I was shown, and this is all Claire, clairvoyance. Just happened to be also a little bit of Clairalien, but mostly um, Clairsentian, Clairaudian. And so this is all happening in my meditation, right? This whole journey. And when I finished that meditation, I wasn't sure exactly how. I just knew, okay, the scent has to be very particular. They have to be unique candles. Because these mother candles mean a lot to whoever owns her. Um, they have to be unique. They have to be special. They have to be exquisite and have their own story. But I still wasn't sure of how this is all going to come together. So I've asked them to show me or tell me. I need some clarity. And then I went to sleep. Now, the next morning, it's like I was dreaming something and I realized, oh my gosh, this is guidance. And I woke myself up and I grabbed pen and paper and I started writing because because what I saw were four unique women. And each one was wonderful and carried this wonderful energy, very different than all the others. And I could, I mean, I could, I couldn't smell it per se. It wasn't my clear uh, alien, but I knew the scent that each of these women represented. Let's put it this way. Like I just knew I had these images in front of me, like amber, these glowing, um, you know, amber rocks formations. So I could, I could see it. I knew the scent. I, I wrote it all down. I wrote the names. Um, I immediately knew what the candle should look like. So do you see how now I let go of this need to know right now everything and allowed my astral team to guide me and show it to me in the way that I'm meant to receive it as this unfolding journey. And so this collection of mother candles came together and even the name of the collection, which is Lux Eterna and means eternal uh, flame or light in Latin, just fell in. I just I just saw it. I opened up a Google page, um, probably trying to find something, and this popped up, <laughs> this name, Eternal Flame. And because I've had always an affinity for Latin language, I thought, let me just see what it is in Latin. And it was just so perfect. And, and um, Eternal Light made so much sense to me because when you light your mother candle, you light other candles from your mother candle, right? Like if you are 
hosting a blessing way for a future mama to be, you would light her candle from your candle. And once when your candle's journey is finished, before you extinguish it at last time, you light your new mother candle from that light. So that light just continues to exist and it all just made sense. And again, looking now over my notes as I was preparing for this episode, it even you know, still amazes me because there is no way my analytical mind would have taken me on this journey. We would not have gone this far. We would have probably stayed within something safe, something logical, something predictable, something that, you know, maybe would have more to do with things that I know that I'm familiar with. I, like I said, I would not have gone to do candles at all. I wouldn't even touch it because, it's one thing when it pops up as, hey, let's do it as a homeschooling, um, you know, project that was initiated by my daughter because I said I like to have a lot of candles and she wanted to make candles and I thought, perfect. It has everything a homeschooling kid needs. But that's the journey they took me on. You know, I probably on my own would have not fallen into this particular category. Not to mention the mother candles. I probably would have just gone maybe with some predictable jars, easy to make. Um, the names and everything, it just, it makes sense. And now as I'm, as I'm telling you this, I'm realizing that because I've allowed um, to be led by my guides, to receive guidance through my clairs, you know, my psychic abilities, rather than just my analytical mind, I have not only gone on this wonderful journey, learned so much, but also created something that I love, I adore. It's not just, oh, it's a product that makes sense for me to do it. You know, I've made it because it's trending or it's selling well or whatever, you know, my ideal client needs it. But actually, it feels, again, like so in alignment. By the way, I'm sorry if you're hearing horrible background noises, but there is something happening again outside. Someone's drilling something, and every now and then I can hear this massive pang. So I apologize for it, but we're keeping it real here. No cutting out any background noise, right? So it just feels like so much more. It's infused with energy. And so whether you are a writer, an artist, if you use your soul senses, if you ask your astral team for guidance to show you, you know, what painting you should paint, what are the words that you should write and let yourself experience the answer in whatever way it wants to come through instead of trying to control it and wanting it to be right now and in this way, um, you will infuse your work with so much energy that has the power to really affect someone else, change someone else. It will be so much more, your work will be so much more potent than just a product or a service that you know people buy. If you're a lawyer, if you're a teacher, again, 
using those soul senses, using your abilities to connect through your clairs, you might receive the guidance or the information that can help your clients, your students. But your analytical mind would have possibly never taken you there because it works in a limiting pattern. It works within a familiar framework and it doesn't like stepping outside of that. And this is, I think, a really good example because, you know, I've always done knitting. So, you know, maybe uh, something with knitting, right? That's what my analytical mind would have suggested. Something safe, something that you know already, something that is within the familiar pattern. But when you listen to your guides who always want what is in the highest good for you, they will guide you towards what is in the manual that you have drafted out before coming down into this human experience, this, this body, this life then you will experience, I think, so much more than your human analytical little mind can conceive. Because it does always, your analytical mind always, always works to a pattern. It's almost like it was programmed this way, so it must stay this way. We cannot break this pattern. So I hope that my uh, recalling of how this project that I'm so excited about has come together, has given you, I don't know, maybe hope, maybe it role modeled for you how you can use your psychic abilities, your soul senses, your class not just your analytical mind. Use your guides, ask them for guidance to create your life's work, to get unstuck wherever you feel stuck, to get the needle moving, right? So that you can have an impact or the impact that you wish to have. And of course, I am so excited for Liberato. And if you feel like, I kind of think I I know my clairs and I kind of feel like I have them or I've used them before, but I would really like to fine-tune them, strengthen them. I would like to be able to use them confidently all the time. Then I would love to invite you into Liberato. You can still join us. And I hope that you will get a chance to have a look at this new project, um, Sunday Ritualia, which means Sunday Rituals, which is a whole nada story, the name. But uh, yeah, and have a look at the candles. And if you ever do own one, I hope that you can feel the energy, the care, the love that went into making the candle, the whole process. All right, beautiful light beam. This is it from me. I'll chat to you next week. Bye for now.